Hi, everybody. Thank you for coming back to episode 30. I just want to say thank you to everybody who keeps returning for these new episodes. I hope you guys like it. Um, I do have a bit of announcement. This one will only be about an hour or so long, um, mostly because at this point I was really starting to get sick. I think it was in the hospital um, about a day or so before. My throat just was in horrible shape, and I was having difficulty breathing. Um, I believe this was before COVID, right before COVID. I'm not sure. Um, needless to say, I was sick for a few days, but I quickly recovered. Um, this was just an episode where we had to cut it short a little early due to my throat. So apologize for that, but thank you guys for coming back, and I'll see you again at the end of the episode. Okay then, so, uh, last session, we began with buying pies. Um, specifically, we were recovering from uh, Finn and Anastage getting seriously messed up by uh, Brutus and the Skullkeepers, which I think is an excellent name for a band. <laughs> um, but that said, uh, Finn ended up getting taken into custody by the sheriff. Um, who was a huge, amazing lion man. Um, and after Anastasia cleared... What are you hee-heeing about? She just said about the name. Oh, okay. Um, so after Anastasia cleared uh, Finn's name, we did discover that Anastasia's guardian is the sheriff, which was interesting. Um... I believe Finn ended up cast Finn or Caster ended up casting sending Finn copy uh, to Brutus um, and got intercepted by a being known as Prometheus. Correct me if I'm wrong, Corey. Forget if it was Prometheus or a nickname. Not I'm correct. That is not being right. Okay, cool. Sorry, my mouth was full of turkey. You're uh, fine. Prometheus was the It is Prometheus. Okay, perfect. Um, so, intercepted by Prometheus, uh, who appeared to be Brutus's boss of sorts. Um, and we are to meet them on the sea and have a champion-to-champion -champion battle between our two groups in about four days' time. Um, and the party kind of split in half for a little bit, so... Uh, Castor and Finn took several glass flowers of Zer's creation out and sold them at the market. Uh, turns out Castor's got some fangirls. And the fangirls got a little feral, or at least we're assuming they did. Um, because we later discovered that someone had taken pieces of clothing from both uh, Castor and Finn and may or may not be using them to control all of us. Uh, or not all of us. Everyone but Soot and Callisto. So, at the moment, everyone is enchanted? We're not entirely sure the full nature of the enchantment, but it's entirely possible that someone is puppeteering us, and uh, essentially we can't talk shit about Caster, and Caster can't talk shit about himself, which, good or bad thing. Um, while that was happening, Soot, Zer, and Callisto went and bought, well, attempted to buy a boat. And turns out boats are really expensive. 
So we ended up getting a fixer-upper lemon-type boat that had a broken mast and was just a wreck, but would sail. Um, and we're going to try and fix that. And then on the way back, I believe we ended with uh, Callie asking Zer and Soot about emotions and feelings and stuff, and proceeding to get absolutely roasted by Zer unwillingly, and then tripped by him. And that was rather traumatic. And I'm pretty sure that's where we ended. Uh, oh, one thing I Correct did... Correct me, yes. Uh, I believe Zare kind of reasoned out that whoever is doing the enchantments probably has to be, or at least in Zare's specific case with the, like, making him speak, probably has to be within, like, eye shot. Yeah. Sorry, that was what I meant with the puppeteering. Yeah, they, they do. Jason's also okay. And Jason's okay. That's very true. Hi, everybody. I'm Corey. I'm the Dungeon Master for Opportunity Roll. I'm here with the group. Say hi, everybody. Hi. Hello. Uh, for those of you who are listening, yes, you can hear my, my voice is not the greatest today. Um, I'm a bit under the weather. So if you forgive me for sound quality, I would appreciate that today. Let's go ahead and start with introductions. Let's go ahead and start with Dust. Hello, my name is Dust. I'll be playing Finn, the slightly inebriated bard at this point in time. Jace. Hello, I'm Jace. I play Soot, the human fighter and somewhat sad boy. Rodeo? Hi, I'm Max or Rodeo, and I play Caster, the also slightly inebriated shiny shit boy. Z-Man Ultra? Hi, I'm Chris, and I'm playing the human monk, Zara. And last but not least, on the ground is Callisto. Hi, I'm Alex. I play uh, Callisto, your tiefling druid who now hurts on the outside and the inside. First off, let me just say nacho cheese. That ain't my cheese. Um, (laughs) Oh, I love that dad joke so damn much. What do you call cheese that doesn't belong to you? That one always still gets me to this day. So, last time we left off, it was it was pretty late at night, wasn't it? We were saying like it was probably around like seven ten ish, roughly. Sun had like started seven. going it down. Like, it was like it was like six because I remember asking, and then I was surprised that it was as late as it was. I thought we were drinking earlier in the day, but yeah. you were like it's like five thirty six o'clock. We did do a lot of running around last episode, yeah. which, you know, um, I wouldn't say Lorbrum's a small town. So then you add in 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there, to and from destinations, meeting up, conversations, other stores, yeah. kind of goes quick. Um, so I'd say, we'll, we'll say about 6.30, 7 o'clock-ish. Um, sun's gone down. It's getting late. Uh, a lot of the stores are starting to close for the day. Um Thankfully, you guys still do have a place to stay with with uh, your 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 friend there at the dock. Um, I'm going to go ahead and set the move with some sounds, and I'll let you guys take it away from here. 
Okay. Uh, so then, so we'll walk into the the bar at the house, meaning the rickety table. Well, uh, oh, it's really well. Um, so uh, we have. Hey, sir. Oh, it's doing it again. The sound machine is not acting well with Jace today. Am I am I audible? I am speaking consistently and okay. So, so we have a boat, and it cost us nothing. So that's good. Though the bad news is that. It is a fixer-upper, to say the least. Need some fixing, does it? Uh, aye, and I was hoping for your help, because we need to get a move on. So I was hoping we could pull a bit of an all-nighter. Anyone that could help fix the ship could stay up to help fix and the rest of us could get rest um Castor, are you good to do that now or do you need i can fix things here finn hold this i'll pass in the bottle it is passed out on the table i'll just put it on his chest making sure the top is corked in give it a little pat and uh, Castro will rub his hands together and walk up to Finn, or no, walk up to Soot. Uh, what are we fixing? Well, presumably the ship, though it is in that bottle, and hopefully it is as simple as removing the cork from the bottle to get it to get out. I don't know that I asked for directions on how to do that, but let's... Cass is going to look at the bottle and be like... I sure hope it is. I can find I, out if you need me to. No, although I say if push comes to shove, perhaps we can work on cleaning out. Identify it, Mister uh, 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 Lord uh, Skyler's uh, ship, and restoring that one, and then ask if he could. Oh, also, um, Corey is is Tristan there in the shack with us? You're... Currently, no. No. Okay, uh, when he returns, we'll need to ask him to uh, captain the vessel, because I don't think anyone here has enough experience to be a reliable captain. Um, but I'm going to go do an experiment that hopefully won't destroy the ship before we even get a chance. Do you, so would it's you gonna... like me to just identify it so that then I can find out how to use it? Would that tell you how to use it? Just gotta read over really quick. Yeah, learn its properties and how to use them. Okay. Uh, sh sure. Take your take your time, and so it'll kind of put it back on the table for you. Castro will pick it up in his hand. How big of a bottle is this, Corey? No different than than like a normal wine bottle. Okay, so it's like wine bottle size. So Castro holds yeah, the wine bottle. it's a standard chip in a bottle. Yeah. Kester hold the wine bottle in one size, or one hand, and he'll put a feather on the ground in front of him and hold up his uh, his opal that Zareth got him, and then start ritually casting identify. Okay. Um, so uh, it's a pretty simple enchantment. Uh, it's mostly due for space when selling larger items. 
what you would do is uncork it, toss it into the water, and once the water hits the ship, it'll immediately expand, shattering the glass and turn into a, a normal size ship. All right, so it, all you have to do is toss it in the water after uncorking it, and it'll become a ship. Okay, that's good. That was... Thank you for doing that, because that is not what I was going to do. So that solves one step of the uh, experiment. I was going to open it and then, like, hold it above the water and see if the ship came out, or try to, like, pour the ship out of the bottle. So very glad you did that. Um, and so we'll just walk out and just uncork it and throw it in the, the water at it. Astro is there, will follow. Is there a spot, like a spot on the dock that we're on, like, for Oh, yeah, there's okay. uh, a few free spots, and they have a preset, like, it, it, they've got, like, probably a little bit of, like, hand paint somewhere. It's like if using bottles stand here for oh, best okay. application. Like a parallel like parking spot. Dock like, slips, basically. Yeah. This is Dock a... Slips. It's a um, the white zone is for corking and uncorking only. <laughs> so you'll so. toss that out. You'll hear it go... Kroom. And at first, it might feel like a dud because nothing's going to happen for about two minutes. And then you're going to feel the dock shake a bit. And then you'll see the form underneath the water kind of rise and all the water kind of disperse. Um, anybody within about 10 feet of the dock, which is anybody on the dock, will get soaked the water that comes running off the ship as it heads the, the, the shore. It's cold, now, water, right? It is freezing cold. Good. Sobers, um, the, sobers cast her right up. And it's salt water, so if you have any open wounds or open eyes, that's going to burn a little bit. Not right now. I don't have any open wounds. So, once this thing is up, you will notice that it has decent size to it. There is um, a basic standard deck, uh, which has one um, large mass, which is snapped in half currently. Um, there is an upper deck. Once you head up to the stairs, there is a flat platform for the steering wheel, as well as a table for navigation, systems like that. Uh, if you go back to the deck, just underneath of that platform there is the captain's quarters. And then lower lower than deck, you'll you'll probably have a few more anemones like uh, storage room, crew, crew room, smaller kitchen for crew, um, restrooms, kind of places that you can use. Uh, but it looks like a fully a fully built ship. It does have more damage than than just the 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 mast. It looks like it's got two holes. One's about a foot wide. The other one's about a foot and a half. Uh, but the mast itself is about a, a three foot wide hole, and that is just destroyed in half. It looks like it's split. Have you ever seen? Somebody that's like pulled a uh, like a popsicle stick and just kind of like cracked it in half. Yeah. Uh, like half of it cracks perfectly; it stands still, and the half bends and then cracks over here. That's kind of what you're looking at for your mast. How it's, how tall of a mast is it? Um, I don't know what a standard size would be. Uh, so how big is it? Probably. That's probably it, too much. I don't know. Like, somewhere standard. between 10 and 20, I can, I can imagine. No, it'd be... If it's a, for, no, for one that has quarters underneath, it'd probably be 20 to 25. Standard. Okay. Yes, yeah, standard. standard. I, I'm just trying to imagine to to look at human limits, because log lifting and that kind of stuff is like a strongman sport, so I just want to see... You're going to you're gonna be a strongman. Don't worry about that. Um, uh, 
while you were doing no. that cast oh look here standard height is about um uh, 13 foot 13.6 foot a mast for about eight to nine foot ten but what the fuck no this is probably oh, like we are 25 bigger than boat. a yeah, twenty five. Yeah, so, I was thinking like forty. Oh, here we go. Here's oh, some. Forty. So the main should be somewhere around. Let us have one good thing, Rodeo. We could have a nice yacht. So thirty foot for a small one. Thirty five okay. foot, roughly. That's what I was saying. Thirty okay. to thirty or twenty five. So 30 and I assume it snaps at like somewhere between three and five feet up. Oh no, it's it's snapped probably about four foot up. Okay. Um, but like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, most of it is is snapped, but it is at like a, a chest height that is where like the snap is. Okay, so it is while feasible. You were, well, I was gonna say while Sit was doing this, Caster was sitting there tying a rope around one of the the dock pegs, basically getting ready so that we can mat, we can lash our ship to the the dock so it doesn't you know float away on us. How do you break a mast like that? You, did they? Try to run it under a garden bridge? Storm, they, maybe? The storm, they oh. could have been under attack. So there's two ways we could go about this. Um, well, one is honestly probably the smarter way. Um, first, we need to repair any damage to the hole. Um, Caster, you should be able to do that, but if not, we can just find some wood and kind of make I think it's a I think it's a double of those. I think if you find me the wood, I'll be able to repair something that large. Okay. But with the mast, I should be able to do as long as you two, as long as a couple people can get it up. Unfortunately, mending will not repair the mast. Not even if I work um, all night at it? So this spell repairs a single breaker tear no more than a foot in diameter. The whole mast is three feet wide. So um, mending... I mean, you might be able to repair the stuff in the hall, I, you know, with a little bit of, of work here and there, fixing it to about a foot in diameter, you would be able to repair the holes, but the mast mending is not going to do it. One of, one of the questions that I had thought of, and we can cut this out if you'd like, because um, I was thinking of if it had holes, we can patch those over and just mend them to kind of like smooth it and make it look normal. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is there a way that we can kind of like prop the mast up put some, like, struts on it, like, around it to reinforce it, and then kind of mending to makeshift fix it, if that makes sense. There is what is known as iron bracers. Uh, a blacksmith would be able to use a winch from the dock to pull the mast back into place. Now, they will tell you that it will come with a potential failure, that by pulling it back up, will break it off completely. It's just a risk you're going to have to take to order to fix it. If it does sit up, um, there are large enough metal pieces, and Zer would know this, um, that they would be able to basically bolt a large, thick iron band either around it and then to both parts so that it can't crack again. Um, that repair is probably somewhere within 200 to 300 gold. Um, Zer would know and suggest um, something like the following. Um, there are metal bracers that we can use, but staples might also be useful in order to minimize the chance of it failing completely. 
completely, we might want to carve down the mast to take it down a foot in total of height. But if we, we shave it off, shave off all the splinters, and and carve out some sort of dovetail mechanism, um, it should be able to slip right in and strengthen the mast as a whole as well. At another option, not to abandon this thought entirely, is to just remove the water from Lord Skylar's ship, uh, whether through magical or mundane means, and just use that one um, and kind of work on this one on the side and perhaps have that as a, a method of transportation for later. Um, because we need to be quick, and I don't know... Zer, that is a wonderful idea, but I don't know how quickly we can shave down uh, all of that properly to to work correctly and well. Uh, the bucket line? That's bucket line or caster if you have the ability to get rid of water or Callisto since you are more naturey, more primal in your magic. Perhaps you could help us. Uh, if that. I could destroy whatever's left tomorrow, I don't have that spell prepared today, but it's not a great amount. It's uh, 10, 10, 15 gallons at a time. I also don't have that spell prepared today, I'm sorry. But I, I can make it happen tomorrow. We, we could work together. Perhaps a bucket line it is, although I have an idea that may or may not make it easier. I can possibly freeze some of the water, and then we could move that? That, that, makes, it, that makes it more difficult. I have a, I have a question, Corey. Can, can we put his boat in the bottle? Um, well, unfortunately the bottle shattered when... Oh, yep, 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 okay. You I was in... could potentially buy one to do it, but... And then if we, like, flipped it upside down, maybe all the water would come out, you know? <laughs> we just slosh it around, get all that water out of there? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, if we wait till tomorrow... Well, if we do what we can with buckets tonight, and we wait until tomorrow, I could, and you guys do some quick math, there's 40, there's 45, so that's 85, there's 60. Uh... I could destroy about 165 gallons of water using everything I have for the day. Uh, that should be... I don't know if we need to remove the water entirely, just enough to get it fully seaworthy. So, I say we preemptively uh, get working on a bucket line, and uh, I don't think Tristan will oppose us making his ship seaworthy, and then once he... Uh, if we can find him, we can ask if he'd be... Two big favors, if he'd be willing to let us have his ship for a while, and if he'd be willing to captain the ship for us. Um, is there a chopping block uh, on the on the property? I'm assuming there is to chop firewood. The shack was really cold. Um, so, you know, if you head down the dock area and eventually hit land, there should be like a tree stump place to do some, some simple wood chopping. Okay, I'm going to... Um take the um, the hatchet and I'm going to need to close my character sheet 
because I had it open in a different window, because roll 20 is like that. Sorry, and I'm going to... Uh, I'm gonna start hitting the mast with the hand axe. I'm gonna bring it back to the group. Without saying anything to anyone, he's just gonna start chopping. Uh, the broken one or Tristan's? Um, the broken one. I got a 17 to hit the three foot wide mass, and I dealt 10 damage with a single blow. If we can't fix our ship, then we'll have to destroy Tristan's. Okay. Um, what is that I'm gonna shape? need to roll me a 1d100. Sure. 35. Okay. Alright, Callista, I'm gonna need a deck save if you're anywhere near the ship. I. Yeah, alright. Because I have a feeling like everybody's kind of either on the deck or right beside the ship. Um, we're watching this mask kind of to the side here. Callista's um, kind of off to the side, I'm... looking dejected, but she'll take it. Okay. So, once this thing is cut clean, um, you'll hear more stress ropes that were kind of still attached in certain places from the top to the uh, the actual kind of fabric that holds the sail itself they're going to become strained and eventually snap. Uh, you're going to take a 1d6 whip from one of these ropes uh, you'll get 3 damage as it kind of snaps and you'll hear this thing kind of crack even farther and break the main banister at the top deck where the steering wheel is as it finally lays its full weight on the ship. But it is disconnected. I would like to say that probably made enough noise to wake Finn up. And he comes rushing out. You come rushing out to Callista going fuck it, I'm becoming a seal and just dives into the ocean as a seal. Okay. Well, what happened? I, I don't really know. I don't know either. I, I'm not really sure what's happening right now. Callisto, you're free to be a seal, we could... I I could probably have used your help in the bucket line, but I suppose I cannot make you... Uh, I will not force you. Um, so it's gonna, like, go, and is it also safe to assume that there's just, like, random buckets on this dock, like I am imagining in, like, every fantasy setting? Yeah. <sighs> so there are most of the ones that are left behind are in poor condition. So they have leaks or the wood's not sealed properly. They hold water. You just got to use them more versus a brand new bucket because uh, it's it's just not sealed properly. That's mm -hmm. fine. Free. That's, that's that's fine. fine. Maybe Tristan's yeah. got a bucket in the house too. A good one. I was I was literally he's, thinking he's, like if he has like a cauldron or like a big toilet, pot yeah, toilet thing. Bucket. Cauldron bucket. Yeah. So I, you can just like clean out the. The bathroom. Someone else can grab the chamber pot. That ain't that ain't good. That's for sure. Uh, so Soot will just kind of look around the dock, kind of find the best bucket that they can, and just walk over to Tristan's ship and just kind of start will join. doing bucket runs on their own. Um, so, gonna... oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. What did you want to do? I was, I was just saying I was going to go to Zer and see why did he. What happened? Why'd you uh, cut the mast off or whatever? Uh, I'm sorry, I got really confused because we like. 
I I asked what happened, and then we switched scenes immediately. Um. Yeah. So basically, because you I, said I you had, were chopping at the yeah, mouth, I right? said yeah, I said I was chopping away the splinters to make it to make that like mess of splinters mm -hmm. clean, so that we can so, reattach it. So in doing so, the fibers of the splinters damage. that were still somewhat together that looked frayed, yeah, yeah, pulled apart, rid of those. and the rest of the mass broke. Okay, awesome. you, you release the like tension, basically, like yeah. whenever it was like that. That's what I was assuming happened, but okay, that's what I was assuming happened, but then. It was never explained what it looked like afterwards. So I'm, I'm assuming uh, it's it's just kind of like right. laying on the on the. So it's it's all clean. Um, I mean, it's not completely 100% even, but you can get some sandpaper in there. You guys can like do some fine chopping or something. Something a little bit more like carved wood. You can kind of clean that off, make it flat. Uh, but it is currently no longer attached. So what Zara's doing is he he kind of like. He, he he rolled max damage, which was funny. So he like just takes this hatchet and he like chops it, and like all the splinters just like fly off, and it's like perfect, not perfectly. Like he said, like Corey said, um, it's still rough, but it's clean to just tip back up and reattach with metal bracers. Like it's ready to go. We don't need to take any extra time. Okay, here is a another thing that we can possibly address out of character um, because Corey said it would cost about 200 gold to fix. Do we have 200 gold between us? I have 200 gold alone from the flowers and the tips that um, Casser gave to Sarah. Soot, y'all, Soot has two gold to their name. Caster That's it. has very little after he gave up what uh, he made to Zareth. I have so, five, so he's got, he's like, got if, we can get a, if we Andy, can get a boat to work, I'm fine with handing that over, but we also have 53 gold in the guild stash. Yes, so we I was about to say that as, as well, that Soot just hasn't been taking that. We I've just been kind of saving that for whatever reason. Um, so, uh, Soot, I don't know how this will be. Soot will kind of... Uh, Partly through seeing that, like, you know, Zare has, like, chopped through and is probably kind of doing the, like, finer work of it. Of, like, making sure there's no, like, little frayed bits. Uh, Zare, I... I... I think there is a misunderstanding be between us, and I... Do you plan on, on fixing that up? Because if, if it is as costly as you have explained, uh, I don't know that we have that. And I I just want to make sure everyone's on the same page. Question, Corey. Which boat looks like it would be better fixed up? That's what Zara's kind of pondering. The free one. Okay. Um, Tristan's ship has barnacles all over it. Um, it's got moss and seaweed that have grown through some of the fibrous of the wood. It would take months to clean his old ship. And even then, it would probably never return to the state that it once was. Um, Is there knowing this, because he's 
been down in that ship. Um, he's going to explain to, to Soot. Soot, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be so bold, but um, I've been down in that ship. It is a wreck in more than one way. Uh, there are barnacles, there is algae, the wood has begun to rot. If we intend on outpacing this captain's ship, we need something that's going to work fast and that's going to work cleanly through the water. And this is clearly the superior ship, even if it costs us a couple hundred gold, which I happen to have made from the flowers that uh, Caster had been sold this night. Um, all we need yeah. is the blacksmith. While you're saying that, Caster's going to just nod, and he's going to start untying the ropes that you didn't untie from the mast, the one that whipped Cali, and he's going to start untying those, and then put them back together and cast mending on those, because those are small enough for him to fix. Um, so he's going to mend the ropes, and he's going to look at the cracked banister that's all fucked up, do you think uh, if we got this mast off there, I could mend all that stuff? Is it all small enough breaks to where I could mend it? It's like cosmetic um, stuff? The banister, maybe. It'll take a few passes. Uh, some cosmetic stuff. Uh, mostly banisters are, are, are really much just there for mostly looks. They're kind of yeah. elegantly carved, but they don't right. really... I mean, you could survive without them. I well, mean, if that's I'll, what you're worried about. I'll get to work on the holes then in the ship if I can find a way to get to them. I, I was about to say that same thing. Like, uh, basically, Soot will kind of look. Uh, so, uh, Caster, if you find really any wood to patch up any of the holes and any of the broken banisters there, you and I can perhaps go find a blacksmith to see if we can get this done uh, basically now. And you and I can help. Uh, Callisto is swimming. Uh, Finn... Um, I don't really have anything for you to do, so you're free to do as you wish. Um, I, I will keep Callisto company in case she decides to stop being a seal. Wonderful. Speaking um, of Callisto, how far out are you? Not very. I, I actually stuck around. Um, what I was going to do is, since I am a seal, uh, attempt to look for like driftwood, anything that can be used to patch the ship in any way, or like spare parts. But I imagine I'm like... Maybe quarter mile away, if that. Only a perception. Okay. Quarter mile is really far in water. That's very far in the idea. Really okay. far in water. <laughs> She's a seal. She can be fast. That's like we're not though. The, we're not. The seals. fact is though, she probably wouldn't find any driftwood more than probably a quarter mile out because they'd have already picked the dock clean. Yeah. Um, Give me a bucket. We'll off in the distance, space. probably maybe another 20 feet out, uh, a little bit deeper. Once you kind of get past this little shelf area and it starts you know, heading out, you're going to see a school of fish. Um, they're going to be red, kind of shiny, they kind of look cute in the, in the sun. But they're circling around another smaller ship down below, which seems to have a cannon on it. Um, and a few a few cannonballs. Um Useful-wise, there could be some wood that could be salvaged, but it's definitely a weapon. Because uh, I know the ship that you guys ha currently have has no cannons. This is just strictly a passenger boat. Okay. Can Callisto, as a seal, 
recover any of that cannon. You, you, you could attempt it? I kind of want to. Alright. So it's probably not going to go well, but I'll give it a shot. Here's what we're going to do. A cannonball is eight to ten pounds, so if you're going to jam that in your mouth, you could possibly swim it up. Oh, you all right? Um, yeah, I'm. I'm. Um. If you don't want me to attempt it, I cannot attempt it. It's okay. No, no, it's not that. Um. So with a perception of twelve versus the seventeen that I rolled, you're gonna swim. A little bit farther um and as you get probably about 20 foot away and the school of fish is spiraling you're going to notice one thing these things are about the size of carp full-grown carp and they have a three to four foot spike on their forehead the moment they notice you they're going to start to swarm they're very territorial welcome to the uni fish Wait, wait, are these the fish from the tryout? Hell yeah! I'm so I... pleased and terrified. So the first one that's going to get to you before you can even do anything is going to make its first attack, which is a 27. Oh, thank God. Blood off, though. Um, what do seals have for hit points? 12 to hit damage wise. Hold on. I have to look up seal. Anybody on the dock will notice <laughs> that a little ways out the water gets agitated and almost a complete circle. It's odd. The first hit on Google, the seal's hit points are nine. So it's going to go through your, your, your fin. And it'll turn back into a hand. You'll have a scratch on your hand. And then, like, two more are going to bump you on each side. They're not doing any damage, but it's just giving you that feel like they're they're attacking as as a party. Um, so you get boom, boom, boom. And then you're just kind of, like, teethling. Can I, since I was watching out for Clisto, make a perception check to see if I noticed anything from that bubbling water? You sure may. You can give me either a survival uh, or a perception. They're both the same, so we'll just do perception. So with the 12, I mean, it's hard to say. It could be a school of fish. Um, but, I mean, other than that, I, you're not seeing any spikes. You're not seeing the horns. They're not, like, jumping out of the water. It's just you're kind of seeing the commo commotion of the water. Well, I'm, I'm going to focus on it and just keep an eye out for, for it then. All right. Um, let's let's pull back a minute and go back underwater here. Uh, Callisto, what would you like to do? Um, Callisto is suddenly a tiefling again and likely didn't didn't expect that to happen uh, and did not breathe in preparation for that. So she is immediately heading for the surface and getting away as fast as tieflingly possible. Okay. So... How much movement speed do you have? It's like 30, right? Uh, I, I have a walking speed of 30. Um, I am not an have a swim speed runner. of 60 feet. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so they're going to get two more attacks at you uh, before you reach the surface. Now, um, 
roll me a survival check here real quick. Because you have dealt with these near the Kringle Joint. Survival of 11. So, there's really only a few things that can deter these things once they've set their sights on a target. The first is electricity. Um, something like an area of effect in water does great. Uh, the second is hiding, and the third is being faster. And that's pretty much the only way of getting away from these things. So, let's go ahead and take another swing here. Yeah. Callisto needs to breathe to cast any thunder spells, so. Uh, that is a oh, 20 hit. I, that fun thing, is. I've actually found this out on Twitter. You can cast spells underwater, it just takes away from your breathing time. And she's already basically... Not drowning, well, but about were, to be. The The truth is Your that you were followed. a seal beforehand, which gave you a full breath of, I think seals have like 29 minutes of breath air underwater without needing to come out. So yeah, you can it's imagine. something um, I'd say that because they were able to intake, you'd have a full breath of air just, just as you transferred over and were heading back up. And the transformation kind of let off all that extra air, so you're just like covered in bubbles as it floats up. That's cool. Actually, okay, then on the way up, uh, can I cast... Oh, what do I have prepared today? Hold on. Well, let's get there first. Uh, yeah, I was going to say call lightning, hit, but let's do that. And they dealt 20 damage. Ouch. So you're going to kind of get a spear through your side, kind of grazing you. Uh, it might get you on the shoulder here and nick one of your horns. They are okay. torn. Yeah, yeah. Um, she is just on sheer instinct going to try a spell that she has not yet tried to my knowledge, uh, which is call lightning. Um, What's that I don't have it in uh, roll 20. Hold on. Uh, so it's a range of 120 feet. It basically creates a storm cloud with a 60 foot radius, 10 feet tall. I'll just hold on. I'll just copy paste it. it. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I don't know how to pick, post it can, in chat. You can pick where Here to. A storm cloud appears in the shape of a cylinder that's ten feet uh, with a sixty-foot radius in the center of a point that you can see above you. The spell you can see at the point. Uh, you can this out a spell. This is the cloud. A bolt of lightning flashes down from the cloud to this point. Each creature within five feet of that point makes a dexterity saving throw. 3d10 lightning damage on a failed save. Has some munches. Okay, cool, cool. So yeah, the the moment that it hits, they're just gonna go back to the swarm. The swarm will calm down. They're they're gonna like you're gonna see a straggler every once in a while just kind of come out just a little a larger loop just to make sure you're not getting close enough. Um, more or less just saying this is ours. Back the fuck off. You know, kind of thing like nature does. Like nature does. Words, words Callisto knows well. Uh, she is going to immediately just swim for her life back to the dock as a tiefling. And as um, soon as she gets back... Sorry, what were you going to say? I was saying, if I saw it, did like, the lightning bolt come down? Yeah, as soon as yeah. he saw that, uh, Finn would be like, uh, guys, and he would have jumped in. So you guys just kind of hear this. Uh... 
Soot is going to look at Finn jumping in and probably catch like the last bit of the cloud. I uh, don't know what's going on, but to be honest, uh, if something bad is happening, throwing more people into the water isn't going to make it better. Uh, Understood. And Caster will bust out or, his wings and start flying out. <laughs> or, or Soot and Zara already off to see the blacksmith. Or I, I just honestly assume Probably. that this kind of... I don't know when this happened narratively. Yeah, if, yeah. we, can, we can say that you guys were just like at the edge of the dock when this occurred. That's kind of what I figured. Like, like we were way. walking away and then Finn was like, whoa, wild things are happening. And he turned around and then... Yeah, I won't, I won't say this. This took maybe more than like five minutes. I'm not going to take like hours from you guys for this. Uh, yeah, Caster's going to flip out his wings and go fly out. Finn's going to swim to to Callie and see if she needs help. Uh, she She's swimming just fine. Maybe maybe bleeding a little bit in salt water, which hurts like a bitch. Um, she could probably use a hand getting out. My movement is the fastest. Because Andy, we're flying. I'm not halved by anything. Uh, Corey, what do my wings look like when I pop them out? Um, pretty standard. White, not falling apart. You know, they're not dark. For the most part, think of them at this point like the wings from Supernatural. You see the shadows, you see the outline, but they don't really fill in with color. It's just like an everescent glow. Nice. Yeah, I will fly out to Callie's location, dashing each turn. Yeah, and as soon as I see her, I, yeah, I'm gonna heal well, it. You just be fish her out in no time. Yeah, I will scoop her up. And she fly just goes. <coughs> Do not fight the fucking unicorn fish. Don't do that. I tried it. It did not go well. Don't fight the unicorn fish, Caster. I won't fight any unicorn fish. I don't want to fight fish. No. Okay, good. Just making sure. Um, Finn, you good? Ah, uh, yep, totally fine. Thanks. No, I was yelling to Finn. I was yelling to Finn because he's in the water right now. Just Am I good? Yeah, I'd say pretty much everybody. You know, they're not gonna. She's gotten far enough away. They're not gonna be reagitated. Okay. Um, so you guys will be able to safely get her back to the dock. You know, you'll be able to get up on the wood, take a breath, figure everything out, heal what needs to be healed. You guys are pretty much close to clear here. All right. I'll drop her off. As I'm flying with her, I'll pump a third-level cure wounds in and pop her down on the dock. Uh, she will attempt to heal herself as well. Um, and then the wings will just... Now, the only thing that doesn't heal, uh, because mostly horns are made out of dead skin cells and stuff, you'll still have that nick in your horn, unfortunately. Wait, did it get any of the vine? No. Vine's fine. Just the horn. I was going to say, that could be very dramatic, but cool. Can I mend her horn? Um, Being that the other piece isn't there, no. She just got a little nick. Oh, that's 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 car- damn it! We need to talk to Bad Daddy again. <laughs> okay, she just kind of taps her head and is like, "Fucking oh. again!" Zara's <sighs> going to kneel down beside Callisto's head, and he's going to be talking to Caster in Celestial. 
She and is he, backing away from him. And he he's going to um, say to Catherine Celestial, I suspect that the Enchanter can't understand what I'm saying and won't be able to manipulate me this way. However, I think we all need to buckle down and get to work. We are losing minutes and minutes turn into hours. If you three can stay here and get to work on mending that boat, as well as you've been mending clothes and the banisters and everything, yes, I've noticed, then together, maybe you can have the ship in top shape by the time that Soot and I return with the metal brackets. Then we can have this ship going by dawn. If I have a couple spells left, too, we should be able to lift the mast on our own. I know it's very heavy and very large, but I have something that can help compensate for that. That's great. I... The most important thing is, is that we're okay. Well, that's, that's what, what I, would... I say in common. Are you okay? Uh, yeah, physically. A little shaken by the fact that unicorn fish are here, and we're surrounding a cannon. I'm sorry, I'm neglecting the point. There's a cannon about a quarter mile that way, unfortunately guarded by unicorn fish. Don't fight the unicorn fish. I'm sorry, I'm rambling. Ah. You three form a plan. What kind of a plan? Something to get something done. The best way that you know how. Easy. Just That'll be enough. Buckets. Give me some buckets, and I can use the wood from the buckets to patch the hole. I may be able to get the cannon to us. Don't fight the unicorn fish. I'm not. I'm not. I don't think I. We need to fight them. I, let me. Zareth, you can go and get your brackets. We'll formulate a plan here, and I will start working on the holes in the hull. Callisto, can you turn into a bear? Uh, Callisto proceeds to turn into a bear immediately. No, not right now. As soon as you would start going, he's like, not, not right now. She she stops with, like, ears. And then ears instead of horns, and then goes back. What? I could be a bear for three hours. Well, no, I... When they get back with these, and we have everything ready, I want you to be a bear, because uh, it's the strongest creature I know. And... On top of that, I can make it so you can lift even more weights. So you might be the one that we rely on to lift the mast up while we put it in place. I think I can one-up you on bear strength, but I appreciate the compliment. How can you one-up me on bear strength? There are stronger things than bears. Do they have thumbs, like bears? Bears don't have thumbs. I think, I think bears do faster. have thumbs. Bears have thumbs, but they're not opposable. Yeah, they're not opposable. Well, like most still, most animals have thumbs. I, th it's I about thought bears had like raccoon hands. And so most animals have their thumbs up. halfway up their forearms, up here somewhere. Uh, bear, I mean, bears have five fingers. They just because yeah. like if you look at a bear print, it has five claws. It's just that they can't grab anything. I've seen bears them. get into things before. What, well, they just. I mean, they're capable of doing stuff. We're not saying that they're not. They're just that I they're not as opposable thumbs as you think. Um, so, what other creatures could you turn into that are stronger than a bear? 
Um, I, I, the player, have to look through a list of CR2 monsters. Um, but I just realized, the oh only yeah, thing I can turn into CR2 monsters. It's a cave bear. That's what you could turn into right now. That's the strongest thing I can turn into, is a cave bear? That would be useful for this task. But cave bears have a strength of 20. Oh, fuck yeah. Have I seen a cave bear before, Gory? A cave bear goes off a polar bear. It's the same stats, but um, it's just cave bears live in caves and polar bears live in Arctic. Um, judging from where you're at, bears would have been more rare compared to the dinosaurs. I was gonna, I, that was my next question, is what's a strong dinosaur that I can turn into? Uh, there's always, you know, the T-Rex, if it's within the I'm, CR rating. It is. Um, the so thing is, too, is you is. can also do oxen as well, which can haul and pull thousands of pounds. Um, so you could literally be the strength of, like, a pulley system for, like, a crane. Um, yeah, there's, there's plenty of ways, I'm sure. Cool. Callisto is going to answer Caster's question with, I don't know, we'll find out. Fair enough. Alright. If any of you could find me some buckets or any spare wood laying around so I can get to patching the holes. Um, also, how far were those fish from the cannon? And how far did you see them? Not far. Was, they were seemed to be guarding it in some way. They're territorial beasts. And... Very, very pointy. Mm. I could make the cannon alive so it would come to us, but I have to be within 30, 30 feet of it. Oh shit, you could make the cannon alive. Just uh, deep sigh. Do not fight the unicorn fish, Finn. I'm not we lost you once, I'm not losing you again. I'm not saying fight it. Uh, if there's not a way, then there's not a way. But that cannon could come in handy. It, also, if it comes down to it, if they could, if if I can be there, I do have a spell that can completely freeze the water uh, around them. Uh, we'll, we'll think more on it later, and I'll start to go find some like spare wood or buckets that he can use. So, Callisto, the amount of them is probably anywhere between 300 to 500 of them. They swim the school from the top of the water, or close to about five foot, all the way down to the bottom where that thing is. So it's like a tornado of fish. If you've ever seen like a huge school in the ocean, think that size. So it's going to be a huge area. Um, that way, that way, if there's any confusion about spaceage and everything, like when the call lightning hit those fish, did they die? No, um, the call lightning kind of struck them. Their horns uses kind of like a, a divining rod, and it dispersed a bit. But they don't like that. They hate that shit, which is why no, they're would... usually not around during storms. I just wondering if um, we know how hardy they are. How hardy of creatures? They're pretty hardy. Think of the magic carp of the ocean. They they took out half of Callisto's health in a single hit. I'm pretty sure they're pretty hardy. Well, 
doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean anything. There are a lot of creatures in 5e that have like no hit points but deal a ridiculous amount of damage. Um, right now, all I'm focused on is I want to fix these holes in the boat so we can get going as soon as possible. Yeah, uh, my, I'll, I'll go search for like spare wood or buckets he can use to f patch the ho the holes. When I got back to the dock, was anybody watching me for Eye of the Water? I mean, you have people from other boats looking at you. Um, as your manager, I keep telling you, you only fly when there's nobody around. I panicked, okay? And here's the thing. Thank I you. need to get... Go on. I was gonna say thank you for saving me. Not that you necessarily needed to, but it was very sweet. Um, it's no problem. You would've done the same. That's uh, true, yeah. I need to get a way to make myself disguised. I, I should talk to Zareth about. I should talk to Zareth about that. I should talk to Zareth about creating something because he made these beads that let me bless myself and others. Maybe he could make something that would like disguise me, so I can change my appearance, so people stop hassling me for autographs. I mean, I did design a a disguise for Zareth when we went to that party. I know how to disguise people. Yes, but I'm talking about something more magical that I don't have to keep up or worry about falling off my face if I get sweaty. It's all magical, bitches. Yeah, uh, I know. I know. Minor illusion. I can make you look different. Maybe. Uh, I'm gonna start mending the holes with the extra wood and the buckets that he gives me. Just, just so, yeah. Them up. Um, so the mending is. You know how to work mending a bit at this point. So if you put a few pieces of wood here and there and make it with about a foot in diameter, you'll be able to kind of just cast it. You'll see it meld back into the original wood, kind of replacing what was lost and repairing that hole. It's all about staying in that that foot range of the spell. Um, sometimes you can kind of fudge it, sometimes not, but uh, you were able to get both the holes mended. Can I go up to Finn and grab the back of his shirt that got cut off and hold the pieces together and then mend that for him? Oh yeah, yeah. That's well, worth it. Gordon, we're sitting there waiting for the others to come back. I'll just mend our clothes that got stolen from us. Actually, before you do that, can I get you to roll perception? Because I don't think anybody saw it last time. No, somebody pointed out, I think. No, we, no, we nope. didn't. I asked I after, after game. game. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, that's my bad. I, I, was getting my, I was getting my... So yeah, with a 19, you'll be able to see it. Yeah, so I'll fix, I'll fix my, uh, my cuff first. And then I'll I'll be looking over Finn and I'll be like looking at stuff and I'll, and then I'll see that in the back of his shirt and I'll pinch it together and I'll just mend it upwards. This is my favorite jacket. Oh, it looks good as new now. Mm. So now that I've fixed the holes, uh, do you guys want to help me do another once over the boat? See if there's anything else that needs fixing. Callisto is already doing a once over of the boat before he even finishes his sentence. Can I get a perception? Or investigation. I'll do one further. I, uh, you can do a perception if you want. I'll do investigation. Not very good at it, but I figure. Give it a shot. Get our... So in investigation 14, uh, you'll find that um, while mending, they're going to need resealed. Um, so you're getting some wood treatment. It's not going to take but a silver. 
there's some wood treatment actually down below deck, which you'll find in the storage room. So it won't even cost you anything. It's just kind of something you need to slather on there and let it dry. Um, perception of 12. Uh, below deck, there is a small area for uh, crew quarters. Um, roughly a, uh, like a thin sheet of, of like iron. Uh, and on top of that is a stove so that you guys can actually cook while you're at seas. There are ropes everywhere hanging from the roof, which makes sense for some people. Um, for others, we'll probably figure out why they're there later. I, if I see the ropes, I'm grabbing a bundle of rope and like oh, they're hanging to my feet. Yeah, they're they're like so. Think of them out like two to three inches at most, with like a knot at the end, like a handle. Oh. Um, Finn, could I uh, could I ask you to do me a quick favor? Depends on the favor. Could you go run and just take uh, and Castro just grab his coin pouch and give you like five gold and be like, could you grab like provisions for us? Because I can make food, but it's somewhat taxing on me, and it also doesn't taste very good. Okay, I can do that. I I will head into town and and start buying like rations for for everybody for like a couple of days. Stuff that you oh. can cook is what he would ask for. Oh, okay. Then I will go buy, like, fruits and and stuff that you can cook with. Fruits, meats, flowers, you know, yeah. flour, so not flour, it's flour. The prices here for food is a little bit higher. I um, get five gold. That's a lot of money. Oh, no, no. I'm just, I'm letting him know basic, you know, like it's, it's negligible. Like, uh, oh, milk was like a dollar 25 here. It's $2 50 cents. It's like Alaska prices. Yeah. Um, you can tell that they've been hit hard with food reserves. So anything that they're selling is precious. Um, they've got things like potatoes. They they don't have a lot of berries, but they have things like, um, easier like cantaloupes, watermelons, uh, some fruits that are that are more suitable to certain types of year, closer to what they're at now. But with the way the weather has been, it looks like they've even taken a hit from crops as well. So, you know, you'll be able to make some supplies, definitely. But they're not going to be grade A, perfect, unbruised, you know. They, you know, they're going to have some marks on them. They're not going to be perfect. They'll have a few weeks left, but, you know. That's fine. Well, I'll get what I can for five gold and bring it back. Maybe stop in the look, uh, like almost stopping at if I see Anastasia's house and just look at it for a bit before I go on. Yeah. So, um, when you when you purchase, you'll probably get about a month's worth of food um, for five gold. That's gonna clear you easy. That's potatoes. That's all kinds of crap that you're gonna need. That's noodles, dough, flour all that um when you pass by anastasia's house she's going to be outside putting out um laundry well i will go say hello to her real quick just uh see how she's doing she's going to take a couple steps closer just before you open your mouth she'll kind of turn and and smile hi Hey, uh, how'd you know it was me? The way you walk, uh, your right foot shuffles a bit, and I can smell your jacket. 
Uh, I hope that's not a bad thing. I mean, I didn't think it'd be that bad. Well, it's not unpleasant. It's just a distinctive smell. Now you got now you got me thinking subconscious about how I walk now. Everybody has a distinctive way they walk. It's just like a fingerprint. Everybody has something different. Mm. So, uh, I mean, I don't know if this is too personal or anything, but uh, what's the the deal with the the with the sheriff? It is he your guardian? He took me in when my parents were killed. Oh, uh, after I lost my sight. I'm sorry to hear that. I didn't. I didn't. I don't. I don't mean to bring up. It's, it was years ago, and as a kid, as sad as it is, you know, it's hard to miss something you don't really remember. If you had a choice, would you want your sight back? Probably not. Really? I like the way I am. And I'm so used to things. I mean, it would be nice, maybe for a day to experience, you know? But when you start trying to take parts of yourself away or give things back that make you unique, you know, you, you, I don't know. It's made me who I am. Yeah. Well. I don't know if it's because of that, but uh, you definitely got a, a wicked swing. She's going to smile and, and toss like a shirt at you. It'll miss, of course. Yeah. I don't know how much longer we'll be here. We're I fixing I... up a, a boat right now, and we're going to be setting sail soon. I'm sure you'll be back eventually. At some point. I will Maybe back. not necessarily for me, but... Oh, definitely for you. You'll see her blush a little. Why else would you come back to Lorbrim? Christ. <laughs> I... Lorbrim is a lovely place, you asshole. <laughs> no, no, no. It... It's, it's a shithole. It's like... <laughs> um, I, yeah, definitely I'll be back. And, and for you, but you know, I could, I, I, I the not to take this anyway, but I could see a, there is something here. It's like a diamond in the rough. That it, if if you could just polish this place, it could be something better. It was once nice. Uh, the swamps actually used to be a forest. First uh, for church actually used to be a shining gem of this island. But after everything that happened, a lot of people believe this place is just cursed these days. Uh, I've heard enough about curses and, and the like. But no. This, something about this place is drawing me back. And more than likely, mostly likely you, but. I feel like there's something that could be here. You flatter, young bard. Before you start talking more sweet nothings, you better continue your adventure. Yeah. 
You're right. I I should be going. I I need to get these supplies back. I'll be here. Just be safe. Ah, oh, God. Well, I I will be seeing you, and I will, like I said before, I do have a spell that I can send messages to you. I'll probably send one every every like week or so, so you know I'm still I'm still kicking and. Just uh, touch uh, touch base with you. Okay. Um, and just know you don't necessarily have to. You know, it's, I'm not one of those girls who know everywhere you're at. <laughs> no, no, it's not because I know I don't have to, but I want to. I talking to you has. I'm gonna say I would like to say like slapped me out of my lifelessness. Spartically inspired him. I was not going to say that, but thank you. <laughs> but uh, I'll I'll be going. Thank you again. She'll shuffle over a little bit and give you a nice small kiss on the cheek, and return to her duties. Oh, he'll like almost with a spring to step and a big smile, like walk away. Now, you guys said that you were heading somewhere in town? Where, where exactly was that? I mean... But I suggest that we head to the guild hall. There are probably a number of craftsmen there, at least this late, including blacksmiths, and I have good standing with my membership. Uh, sure, I'll let you, uh... Well, I'll take you to the guild hall, and then you can lead from there. I was going to say I'll let you lead the way, but... I don't know if you know where you're going. And so we'll just kind of... Uh, actually, yes, yeah, so it will kind of walk uh, ahead um, and, like, occasionally turning around uh, to, like, look at Zare. Um, Zare, Zare doesn't like that. He's actually going to um, jog up next to you, and he's going to be signing this time as best <laughs> as you and he can communicate at this point in your practice uh, of, of, of signing to each other. Um, he's going to be signing like I said, but you didn't understand um, back there to Castor. I don't know if the Enchanter can understand every language and thus manipulate us. And so he's like saying some words and signing other concepts and fragments of sentences at the same time. And then he uh, pauses. But so um, sometimes such what I can hear it, it, it brings back sore memories. Um... Sorry, is it a right here? Uh, 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 straight or right, it doesn't matter. That This is a block, we'll come around. So, uh, right will actually probably take you away from the... No, straight will take you away from the fish shop. So let's go straight. As I was saying, um, the reason I was acting so coldly the other day is... Uh, when you used your, your, your spell... On me to put your voice into my head. I 
had never anticipated your accent before. Um, how do I say this? Leander's family was an immigrant family from the north, and your, your voice sorely reminded me of, of him, and being in the water there, it was all a little jarring, so if I came off cold or snappy, it was because I was rather shocked at hearing another friend's oh. voice for the first time in two years. I apologize for that, and to be honest, this accent is a bit put on as to not sound like my family, so... Oh. No, I actually, I like it, but it's just, it was the suddenness of it. Ah, okay. Uh, if possible, I'll, I'll, I'll if, if I will do my best to avoid, avoid it, um, if I no, need to. No, not I'll at all. To... Again, I, I, I like it when I hear my friend's voices in my head. I don't get to hear my friends' voices that often. I was simply explaining why I was so jumpy at first. <laughs> um, if you want, you can message me more often. That's the name of the spell, message. I, um, so if I may broach this subject since you're on it, um, do you say we amass power and, and find this crystal and are given arcane gifts or, or holy gifts if our friends are able to as they have more magic that does this would you want them to return you to how it was I don't think so at all in fact it's hard to imagine that kind of power and if I had that kind of power, I wouldn't want to use that power for that. Um, I I said that my hearing was taken out by an accident. That's only half true. I did suffer a blow to the head underwater, and that triggered an infection. The infection is some kind of catalyst for a family disease. As it was explained to me, uh, basically oh. the infection set off a chain reaction, and over time I gradually lost my hearing until there was nothing left. If there was any kind of magic to restore the parts of my body inside my head responsible for hearing, again, as it was explained to me, I might gradually lose it all over again, slowly and slowly, and that pain would be unbearable. Now, powers like that of the crystal, the crystal could promise something much more permanent. But I could never be so selfish as to use the power of the crystal on something as ordinary as my hearing. That's fair. I wasn't asking that if, you know, if it came down to saving the world or regaining your hearing uh, it just meant if if we had the ability to to fix your hearing if we i understand and i think the answer answer would still be no um 
maybe that would change. And, For and right you know, now, I find this certain peace. It took me a long while before I began my adventuring to actually commit, convince myself that I was worth the adventure. Um, it took me a long time to convince myself that I was worthy of anything exciting or new or pleasurable, but I found it anyway. I, um, I understand that feeling, I, I think, pr pretty well. I, I kind of stormed out and uh, been doing this to... To be honest, I've been doing this despite my father, so it is good to to feel like there is something to do outside of him. Uh, but perhaps we can save the deep soul diving for after after all of this, uh, or some 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 thinking time on all of that. But I promise you, Zare, and Siddle kind of put his hand on Zare's shoulder and, like, fully turn to face Zare. Like, make, like, full eye contact. You are worthy, and there should be no doubt of that. Zare's just smiling, and then he'll just grab him. Uh, so will, like... Kind of close his eyes. Uh, so will kind of, like, take the take the hug, the embrace, and just kind of like, uh, this is odd enough on a street corner, so uh, Guildhall's right over there, and so it'll kind of point at like a almost like a long haul looking building, I assume. Zer will a... just uh, Zer will stand there before you, you point, and he'll just say, I can feel your jaw moving, but I have no idea what you're saying. Subtle and then nod. You. And then, <laughs> yeah, subtle nod and then point. Um. Thanks for coming back to episode 30, everybody. I'm sorry, I know that kind of ended quite abruptly, uh, but uh, I think I was having a coughing fit at the very end there. So I want to save you guys and your eardrums from that ferocious sound. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was really not quite pleasant. I want to thank Cobalt Press for making Tomes of Beasts and the Creature Codex. Uh, we plan to use kind of a mixture of what they make later on in the game, um, as well as uh, in a couple of my others. I know uh, that we haven't really used them a lot lately, but again, I keep saying I, I hope we plan to use more. I don't really just like to throw uh, combat at the players, so whenever something works out, something works out. Random stuff just kind of happens. Um, I want to thank Sirenscape for allowing us to use their music. 
Um, we have a list down below in the description of all the music that we use from them and every sound effect. So if you like what you hear from them, go ahead and just kind of shoot us a message, shoot them a message, uh, kind of take a look at the link below. You'll be able to see everything that we use 100%. Um, I think that's about it. Uh, besides thanking the players and thank you guys for playing. Thank you guys for listening. And I hope you guys come back for the next episode. And remember, keep your opportunities open. Mm-hmm.